Millennial Babies Podcast for another episode. Today's topic will be about self-love and relationships. We are excited to have Tiffany Lloyd-Harris, who's a Southern girl from Memphis, Tennessee. We connected through the Essence of Boss Babes Virtual Expo. Tiffany has her own blog called My Life in the Sunshine, which shares true stories based on her life and deals with mental illness, self-esteem, issues, grief, as well as generational curses. Let us dive into this conversation on how to begin your journey of self-love. I can see, and I'm excited to, to have you here too. Like you all glimmed up, looking all nice. If everyone can see you right now, I'm like, oh my god, I should have made, um, I should have done my own makeup because <laughs> you look very nice. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with looking good, especially when you're in the house or in quarantine and not much place to go. It's always good to just get dolled up as well. But if she's wearing purple and she's looking beat, y'all, I love it. <laughs> Exactly. I think you're going to have to do a master class, like, just to show us, like, um, some tips, like, <laughs> how to do our own makeup. <laughs> you know what? This is about the 10th time someone has asked me to teach a class, and I have been like, well, I'm really not that great in it, and I had a makeup artist, so maybe, probably 2021, I'll do a master class, because <laughs> I promise you, it's, it's not as hard as it looks. Of course. Well, we actually, we met you um, on the virtual essence of a boss conference, which was like phenomenal. Like that conference was amazing. And it was about bringing everyone who are entrepreneurs like and together. And then it, we actually, it was like the party, the after party that they did. And we were just like jamming and dancing. And then we just started like networking with each other. And like, this is exactly how we met you. And that was like awesome. It was like a great event. Like, what did you think about it? Oh yeah, it was, it was a very great event that I came across it on Instagram. And I was like, okay, let me go ahead and attend it because this is my first year ever having my own company, uh, which is Next Phase Communications, LLC. Uh, my company is a PR company, and our motto is Originality Manifested to Greatness. So I kind of do stuff that's off the cusp. So when I went to the Essence of a Boss Festival, um, what I noticed is that women are bosses in their own right. You exactly. You don't have to, you know, shrink yourself, especially when it comes to the negotiation table, because I was on, I guess it was the wealth management, and of course, I studied negotiation uh, strategies, and you don't have to shrink yourself, and because, and feel intimidated by, you know, your male counterparts, that you can actually be a boss in your own realm, and, you know, do great things, so, and yes, the after party was off the Exactly. Like, I, for me, like, the conference was amazing. I was able to get so much information and basically, on, like, like you said, on how to be your own boss and, like, how to pay attention to what you're doing and, like, you already have it in you and just, like, not being afraid and to step out. Um, the speakers were amazing. And especially the last day, the praise, like, the praising that they oh, had. Yes. That praise hit the spot. <laughs> yes. I was, was like, like, blown away. Just that 
especially like that last day felt like it was you know speaking to just me and you know I felt like it was very motivational um you know especially for the women just being on participants in the expo I feel like it definitely may have aligned with some people inspiring very motivational as well um and that was also my first time you know participating in the expo so I'm definitely looking forward to the next one next year and going in person because I can just imagine how it is in person yes yes that that Sunday praise and worship I'm an old southern Baptist girl so you know I was just yelling and you know (laughs) but And I think it also align with the topic that we're going to talk about with like relationship, like just focusing on ourselves and like having like a healthy relationship with ourselves and the affirmation that they were sharing with us. I think that was like really, you know, pretty awesome that they also like, this is how you need to focus on yourself, like setting goals for yourself and then being intentional, not just like setting any type of goal, but like just being intentional. I thought like that for me, that was like what I got out of that whole conference. Yeah. What about you, Bria? What do you think? Yeah, and it was also felt the support as well, like no matter where you are in your journey, that, you know, they are there to help you. I really liked how the speakers, um, the presenters were very open about reaching out to them. I mean, yes. like, reach out to us. We will respond mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. To, to all of you. And I felt that was very um, comforting because it can be intimidating and scary mm-hmm. to uh, reach out to people who've already been very successful, you know, in their roles and in their careers. But they are such advocates, you know, of women empowerment and wanting other black sisters to win as well and so I'm, I'm definitely all for the, the expo and, and what it stands for mm-hmm. as well it definitely aligns again with me where I am with my own businesses as well I do agree so mm-hmm. Tiff um, so we you know have we're happy to have you here today and we want to talk about like you have a blog and we wanted to know like what inspired you to start your blog you know as we're talking about essence of a boss boss we all have a, a boss of ourselves and you're a boss <laughs> definitely <laughs> so like what were what inspired you to start your blog well the main thing that inspired me was my daughter i have a 13 going on 40 daughter mm-hmm. uh, and she inspired me to write my own story like I said, I pretty much had a couple of near-death experiences. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I'm going to share and I have been proud to share is that uh, I, I'm diagnosed with epilepsy. Oh, wow. But okay. it does not work. And so mm-hmm. I felt like I was turning 35. I was like, 
to know what is going on in my life. Maybe it could connect to someone else way across the pond or whatever. So once I started the blog, when I told my friends and my family, the first thing they was like, are you going to tell everything? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I was like, you know what? I said, yeah, I'm going to tell everything because I have been through a lot, a lot of things. And my thing was when I went into it, my motivation was I wanted to help someone, one, if I could reach one that could, mm-hmm. you know, help them with dealing with depression, help them dealing with broken relationships, help them dealing with grief or suicide, and most importantly, help them deal with mental illness. And I don't, you know, I don't need a lot, just that one, then I know this blog is doing what it is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, even just what you have shared. Thank you for sharing that with Mm -hmm. us, too, as well. And it does take a lot to just even get into a space where you want to be vulnerable as well. And so your daughter, you know, sharing that she has been your inspiration, you know, I align with that as well because she was my inspiration. She's about to be four next month going on 30, I swear. She's, listen, this girl is not just four years old. She, she, <laughs> she act like she's... my inspiration to, to start my journey to really share my own experiences with my health um, and mental health as well and how I cope. And so even going back to just reading your blog, I so I was like reading and I was like going through it. I'm like, no, I want more. Exactly. agree because I think for me too it's like we're on a journey where we're just healing we're healing our heart we're healing who we are and just taking control and just like giving back to ourselves and you know while we're giving back to other people of course and for me I, I was scared to start my blog and I remember like it, I've been writing too and I Bria you've been writing also too and it's like a sense of like 
a relief like even okay. though I wasn't sharing it with everybody but like like you said like you will write and I will go back to the things that I'm, write, I'm writing and I'm like did that just really just write that out and like I'm either like I'm happy about it I get so excited I'm like oh my god I can't believe I share this even I'm not sharing it with everyone or I'm like I'm crying too like I, I it's like the same thing it's, it is a healing process because like for me like the past couple of years been rough so I just started diving into writing and I was just like let me just write things down and um and it's just been really really it's been helping me through like my journey and I and I definitely agree with you talking about that like when I'm writing too it's like it's my vulnerability like I am pouring a part of me and I I get nervous because I'm like that's like letting people know what I'm really actually going through and I sometimes I'm like do I really want them to know all of this especially like for me my writing is through it's through my poetry that's where like I really release a lot of it although I have a blog I haven't really gone back to it but it's that fear of like okay what is people gonna think but I'm at the same time, I'm like, I really don't care what they think, but I'm like, do I really want to be like that open and that vulnerable? So like for you, like when you're writing and like you said, like you have the inner circle, you have people that really know you, that knows what's going on. So the minute you write something, they're like, yes, that's, that, that's, I know who exactly who she's talking about. Especially like my cousin who he knows practically everything about me. And I wrote a poetry and he was like, you wrote about him, didn't you? 
can't believe you did this. So it's like, it's like, can you just like read it and just see if you can relate and if other people can relate? Don't worry about who's it about or is it about me? Like, just, just look at, just look at it overall. So like for you, like, do you worry about that? Like, does, is that something that come up for you? Um, yes. When I first, cause I released my blog on October 4th, two days before my birthday. Um, so that was the thing, like, I was so worried, like, it's going to probably open up, you know, some answers and I probably get a little pushback from people that are actually in my inner circle that knows me that didn't know about what was going on. But one day I, you know, I just got up and I was like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna leave my story. It's, mm-hmm. it's me, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm putting it out there, you know? So I, I still worry at times since a lot of things, the heavy hitting stories is coming up. Um, some stuff that not even my family knows, mm-hmm. my family knows. And, I still worry about it, but I feel like, you know, you only have one life to live. And my thing is just to put my story on out there. Mm-hmm, and that's that one. That's that yeah. one. Yeah, I still have that worry sometimes, especially, you know, mm-hmm. but I kind of push on through because I look at it, it's probably someone either next to me or somewhere miles and miles or a whole way that could look at my blog and like, oh my gosh, I've been through the same thing she's been through. Yeah. So one of the one of the things that I Kate that came up while reading your blog and you had mentioned there's a pattern. So when I was reading, you know, the first few, I was like, I see I see a pattern and you talk a lot about your like your parents growing up Mm -hmm. and how you've seen their relationship and from what I've got it it impacted how you connected with with other people in your relationships so from what I understood was seeking love outside of the home yes to feel that love because it was missing from your parents because of their own issues that they were going through as well and it's so that resonated with me because there are things that I've seen growing up too that it does impact how you relate to love and how you feel love within the home. So if you if you're not feeling like your one of your parents don't love you or they don't see you for who you are, then you automatically go seeking for it somewhere else. So it's probably start dating at a young age and thinking you're falling in love. And then all these patterns of relationships start to happen. So did I get that right? Oh, you hit that. You hit that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So can you speak more to that?
whose birthday is today, 30 years old. Ooh, happy birthday. So, I always felt like she gave her attention more to the my other siblings versus me. So that's where this whole, oh, I have to excel in academics, I have to excel in singing, I have to do something to say, look at me, look at me, look at me. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to my dad, my dad was, he was there, but he wasn't there. And and many times when he was there, when he really, really was there, because at that time, growing up, I didn't meet my dad until I, like in seventh grade. And when he was not there, it was like he was just the perfect person in the world. Like, he was like Santa Claus. And, you know, going down the line, when I found out, you know, the the wears and tears of their relationship and, you know, seeing, you know, uh, affairs, um, any, all that other stuff. When it came to me being in relationships with guys, I felt like, okay, this is what love really is. I'm actually supposed to cry. Mm-hmm. Actually supposed to cheat on me. He's actually supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care. I was so... I was so blindsided, I didn't care. I felt like being with a man. Let me take that back, being with a boy. Being with a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Being with a boy, no matter how much he treated me bad, there was validation for me to say, hey, I'm here, I'm seen, I'm beautiful, I'm everything. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, then there was that toxic side. I had guys that were they were few and far between that I dated and I treated them like crap because I'm like why are you so nice to me mm-hmm. and I pretty much say you know release all those demons to push that person away so definitely uh, the pattern that you see throughout the blog is just acceptance to say you know to say I'm, I'm love and with that being said uh, with my mother she only, you know, applauded me when I did something good. I made honorable if I was the lead in something. But I do mention another character, which is my cousin, who I call her my mom. And when I say she is down for me like four flat tires, if she wasn't in my life right now, I probably wouldn't be speaking to you. Mm. I probably would not have been speaking to you. But yeah, definitely my parents, how they interacted, seeing my dad, seeing my mom, how they interacted. Definitely play a vital part in my relationship. Yeah, and I feel like that happens a lot for, you know, for any woman, you know, who's gone through different relationships, you know, as well. It's your foundation. Like, where do you first see it? Mm -hmm. And then it goes to just wanting to, you know, always, if you want, if you're a people pleaser, always wanting people please, see me and feel accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, entering into a relationship with a boy not a man you know and seeing all these red flags but like you know he's gonna get better things will get better (laughs) you know um and but then and in turn it it impacts how you feel about yourself you know and your self-esteem and it's just it's just really how i'm supposed to be treated um and then it's like okay how do you begin to love yourself and what does that look like? And for you know, me, so you know, at what point for you, 
um, what was the tipping point that made you realize, okay, this isn't how it's supposed to be, so I need to work on myself? Okay, the tipping point for me was when I had my daughter. Mm. That was the tipping point for me. And I'll say it was about when she was like three or four years old because I was still doing a lot of toxic stuff. I'm married. Um, I was still, you know, not, you know, being the best mom in her early years because. I really didn't know how to. And one day I saw her, we were talking, she was in like preschool and you know, she drew a picture of me and it was a beautiful picture, but it had like the dark and stuff in the background. Mm -hmm. And my daughter right now, she's a wonderful artist. So uh, I was looking like, okay, this is the typical of me for, you know, so, get myself together and I noticed my mother before you know she passed away she was like you need to be there for her you need to you know be a good mother you need to do this and I was thinking to myself it sounds like an oxymoron but <laughs> oh, how, how, how can I be a good mother mm-hmm. so I end up you know pretty much doing a 180 with my daughter and I'm so glad I did it in her early years because, you know, now, you know, I started taking her places. We go see things because she's at the teenager age. We have our mom and, mom and daughter talk yeah. where nobody else knows. And it's a very nurturing thing. And I love it because, like I say, if I would have known how to talk to someone or, you know, just express how I felt, whether if I was sad, mad, whatever. So, but. Yeah, my daughter uh, was a tip point of being self-love. That's, you know, me coming out my shell and looking like this. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. But um, that's what she taught me. She's, she's pretty much my inspiration behind everything. And then, of course, you know, my husband that, you know, always supported me and loved me through that pain, through that, through all of that. And I think that's, and I think for me, that's the part I'm, I struggle with is like, I, last year was rough. It was rough for me. I, I, I can admit now, I'm like, I went through the worst, I, I, I have to say. And I literally like got up, <laughs> I cut the side of my hair, I booked the ticket and I'm like, I'm just leaving. Like I needed to get away. I needed like something different because I felt like I was losing I lost myself I, I'm gonna I lost myself I wasn't like I was losing I lost myself and but every time I leave my house I was like I had a fa- I had like a smile on my face everybody was like oh she's good she got this like you know you're gonna be okay but deep down I was just like hurting I was in tears and pain almost all the time and I just couldn't get through the things that I need to get through my work started suffering like I would go to work I'm performing at the level I need to perform but mentally I wasn't there so like I literally like in November I went away for about three weeks and I know like a lot of people they identify my me going away was like a way for me to escape I'm like I'm not escaping what I'm going through I am leaving my comfortable environment to be uncomfortable with myself so I can deal with the things that I need to deal with because I was always traveling with someone 
with the person I was with and I was in a we were in a long-term relationship and so the the life that I had planned everything just one day it was it was done so I was really struggling on how to transition and I'm like I need to transition and I felt like the people in my community that I needed some assistance with that I love them they tried but they just they couldn't do it I had to do it for myself so by me leaving I literally disconnected from the world like turn off my phone I wasn't like texting or calling I will only like time to time just um just reach out but being by myself in that solo trip it really made me look at myself deeper it made it, it brought some stuff for me I was like on my trip like oh my god I can't believe I was dealing with this I need to address this like I need to come on the other side of this I need to basically reconnect with myself and and basically just start new I need to figure out how to like let go and like grieve and then just like come back and like you're just going to change. I'm going to change everything. Like, this is not, I want to be who I want to be. Like, I, this is not who I am. And it was tough. And like you said, like, self-love, like, it's really important. And I started that journey then, and I'm still doing it. It's still, you know, a process. Sometimes it's hard. But, like, I need to make that commitment to myself, and I need to, like, continue to do it by loving myself. Because I can't tell other people, like, love yourself. Like, you should be doing this. Like, I, like I tell Bria with my cousin, I'm like, you know, you got to focus on yourself and your mental health. And... I need to do it myself too. And, you know, but I, but self-love takes you at a point where you're like at your breaking point. And that's when you realize like, okay, I need to deal with this when you should be doing it like in the process. And it's not, and it's not linear, Mm-mm. you know, self-love takes time and it also aligns with healing. Like you gotta, you gotta go back to even your childhood Whatever came up in your childhood, how you saw love, how you how you saw how relationships were. If you were told um, you were wrong or you can't cry, you know you have to go back to that inner child and begin to heal and comfort them. Say you are not wrong. You are loved. Mm-hmm. You are protected. You are safe. So that you can start begin to show up for yourself as an adult and really soak in what that self love is all about. You know, um, you, just even you know hearing. Fadia's story, like, so I'm going on two years of marriage but I've been with my husband for five years next month prior to him I was in another relationship who I thought this person was like my soulmate like, this was yes, like, the soulmate it, it, it blind, it blind it's my world I thought they were the one mm-hmm. always together yes. it felt like home yes. last mm-hmm. like, you know, the deal was good so that's the memories, <laughs> you know, the mem, the mem, uh, like the mem, there was so much memories mm-hmm, and history. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he did his dirt, found out about it, but it shattered me because it was just like, well, how? Like, I don't, I just don't understand. So, you know, when you're shattered to a point where you're on the floor crying and you're and you're dry heaving, <laughs> yes, I had that moment, Listen. and I was just like. I, this is not I'm worth more, more than, than that mm-hmm. worth more than I was this. like I would never put myself in a position where I am crying over a boy mm-hmm. like this <laughs> who presented himself as a man, as a man. Like, and what's so interesting was it was that my soul I, I call her my god sister um she taught me about soul ties 
Let me tell you, I'm going through it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going through it. I'm, I, I, it's it's hard to talk about because, like you said, like you don't want to say names. You don't want to put so much out there. But like for me, I'm going through it. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going through it. Like I went to a wave, especially this month for me. It's very hard. <laughs> but like I'm, I had my my day where I'm like I really was having a hard time, and I had to call my cousin. I'm like venting i'm like listen i'm like i'm feeling this way and then they were like oh god finally about time you've actually felt this because i was wondering why you were trying to act so strong like you got this and everything and you walking around like all smiling but like good get it out and then after i got it out and then i just kind of like looked at my mother's picture in my room and i was like is this what you went through with my father because i didn't know my dad like i you know met my dad a few years ago when i was in my 30s and i was just like oh my God, like, is is this what you went through? Like, this is tough. And then, like, how do you come back from it? It's been a year since I left the relationship. So it's like reconnecting with myself. And, like, I had a lot of self-doubt. I started questioning a lot of things about myself. And there are a lot of individuals who came into my life who wants to have a relationship with me, either, like, is it romantic or, like, friendship. Like, I... I'm guarded and I'm like, how do you like, you know, get away from that? So like you can have those meaningful, like healthy relationships. Like, like Bria said, like the soul type thing is, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. And and when you have to let go, especially, and I think, and I think for some people, um, it's hard because it's like, when it's when you're in for a few years, not just like a year, few, three months, four months, like four or five. Yes, mine's been over ten years, and it took probably three to almost four years to like get, to like get ready to like get out of the relationship. But then when we finally like ended, it was kind of like, oh, but th- that's it, like okay all right what do i do now and you know like and then i just kind of like pray to god i was like yo i just need strength i just need to be able to like get up and just keep moving but you know of course you have like that that those feelings inside of you that you need to like process because that and that's where the self-love come in because like when i was doubting myself i started like asking people like questions about you know certain things to trying to figure out like is this really like who i am is this really like the kind of person i am like i'm like no that's not who i am like this person said this about me and like that's not true like you start believing some of the things that were being said and you start internalizing those feelings and i'm like wait how did i allow someone to get me to that point and i'm like that's it, it can happen yeah nah. when it comes to sometimes bria when you were saying what you were saying i was raising my yes, hand yes you were telling my story okay that's one thing i do agree this has always been my belief about a soul type is when you're intimate with someone and it doesn't have to be oh if you're making love it's right. just 
the act of it. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know that sex is an act. And I feel like you leave pieces of yourself yes. with person. Every and single time. Every single And this is what I think of a soul tie. Because actually, which would be in my blog, but I actually just probably like two years ago broke a soul tie. It went on like eight years. Mm. Now, granted, me, me and the guy was not together. I met him, and I always think when it's a soul tie, like two ropes and you tie tight. Yes. We're here. And you're here. And <laughs> Amen. And, and, and anytime he pulls on something, you'll feel it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. And it was the same guy that I was even a crime plan. You know, Donnie Hathaway giving up is so hard to do, but I'm just, you know, then turn around, of course, play, play Mary J. Blige. I'm not going to cry. Uh, but what I did with this soul tie, and it helped me, it may not help for everybody else. I did what is called a draining process. Draining? Okay. So, the reason why I came with the whole dream thing, because uh, I've actually done before, um, when you slit your wrist and you wash your blood drain out till you don't feel anything anymore. Hi everyone, this is Bria with a brief PSA. Fadi and I acknowledge that people have different ways of coping and we do not suggest engaging in any self-harm behaviors to cope with overwhelming feelings caused by a stressful or traumatic event. If you or someone you know is self-harming, please reach out to a friend that you trust, a teacher, your family doctor, a crisis line, or even a counselor. We will include the number to the National Crisis Hotline in the episode description. Now let's return to the episode. So, of course, I put that star and I put into this. This is the process how it goes. Of course, just like the grieving process, I go through shock. I'm, you know, upset. I'm overanalyzing. Then, of course, I get mad and whatever that person has, either I give away or burn it. But I take a whole day, and I'm talking about a whole day, mm-hmm. and literally think, cry as many tears as I can cry, mm-hmm. reflect. I do like a whole montage of everything good, the bad. And then at the end, I figure out, was this person really for me at the time? Mm. Is this person that's going to, if I let this person back into life, are they going to be beneficial for me? And the answer was no. So after I did all that, and of course I went to the altar, I prayed that I had that's connected to them, whether it's a t-shirt, whether it's a CD. What I do is I put sage around it and I throw it away. Mm-hmm. So okay. that'll be the last thing that ties me to that person. And now I could see that person and not feel anything. Will not feel anything. But with soul ties, people have to be very careful who they lay in bed with because yes. mm-hmm. that person may have a strong 
dirt on them and it will follow you. That person may be miles and miles away and he's feeling depressed and you having a great day and all of a sudden you come over uh, depressed. So if I could say anything, just be careful who you get in bed with. So well, mm-hmm. with just having a rope and each person at the end. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a, I've always seen myself as a very intuitive person as well. And mm-hmm. I could not speak to this person for years or months, but I will have a dream that, like, they're they're looking for me or that they're holding my hands. Or I'll just have, like, a, I just get this strong sense yeah. in my stomach. Like, mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. just knocks mm-hmm. up. Two months later, 
pack all my stuff and moved across the <laughs> I remember that. I was like, did she really just move? And it felt so liberating. And it felt so good because it all began with letting go of someone who I had a strong soul tie and connection to. And once I had let go of that, everything and all the blessings started to fall into place. Mm. Learning to love myself, learning to listen to what mm-hmm, I want. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of that, meeting my husband, who I wasn't even looking for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's it's crazy how relationships and different connections, because there's like soul ties and there's like twin flames and all that. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree, and I think in this, from like, and I'm happy you brought that up too. Like, I think I need to go sage. I need to sage myself because um, last week I think I was really having like a hard time, and I just felt like this energy was just coming my way, and I was just like, why am I feeling this way? Like, I should be okay. So I decided to like write a farewell letter, and it felt like I needed to do that. I I just wrote it, and then I just like put it on the river and like let it just. It's like. This is like, I guess like when you talk about the draining, like letting go, it's like, okay, I need to like fully let go. I need to like literally move on because I need to continue my journey and opening myself because it's hard for me to open myself up to other people. And so I just let it go and I watched it go. And then it was so funny when I was walking away, I was like, wait, am I really doing this right now? Like, am I really ready for this? But I'm like, but it needs to be done. And I like, I was like, almost, I almost talk, talk myself out of it. But then I'm like, no, they're not thinking about you. Like they're not like it's over it's done like it's it's it was not healthy you need to fully let it go and i think like writing that letter was like the first step another step for me not the first step but um it definitely helped me and like now i'm like i feel better like a couple of days later i'm like oh okay and then i also wrote like a letter to my mom who also passed away um years ago and basically was you know just saying like i was like i was grateful i wasn't like it wasn't like help me guide me it was more like you know what thank you i'm grateful I'm happy and I'm just gonna like continue in this path and like take a leap of faith of everything and just like challenge those fears that I'm having. But when it comes to relationship, I have to say it's not the easiest thing at all. So for me, I got my question for you is like, how do you like come back from a heartbreak? How do you like start allowing other individuals to, you know, be part of your life or not even be part of your life like start like dating again start talking to people or just friendship um and like how do you come back from that and like what does it look like because dating nowadays is, is so different everything well, is different I, I don't know what's going on <laughs> how it looks like for me well after that um of course i'm pretty usually i'm pretty much say like i'm not gonna date nobody i don't care so during that time, I can remember this one breakup. Um, I just, me and this guy broke it off, and of course, he was like, uh, Bria, I hope I got your name right. Yeah. Uh, the guy that, you know, he looked perfect, we knew each other, he was just awesome, he was mm-hmm. in the honeymoon phase, okay. and then I always prayed this prayer. And I prayed it before, and it has never failed me. I say, God, after the year we get together, I say, God, show me the real thing. Mm. Usually, it's not good. Um, so what I did with this particular relationship was I started focusing on me. Um, at that time, I was a little bit 
you know, heavy weight. Um, so I started going to the gym, listening to music. I had a whole kind of, you know, I was like, look, I'm going to focus on me, do my thing, you know, build my brand, do yoga, self-care. So mm-hmm. if a guy so happened to cross my path, I don't have to help him. He already got his stuff together. I already got my stuff together. So how I definitely deal with a breakup, of course, is self-care. If I meet someone, um, I always like starting as a friendship. And, you know, I always have in my mind, <laughs> it's in my blog, the 369 rule. And the 369 rule is the okay. first three months when you meet the guy, you meet his representative. He's going to be nice. He's going to be firm. He's going to, you know, float from the sky. You know, <laughs> on a magic carpet ride. Okay. That's the representative. Mm-hmm. But you still got the representative, but he's getting a little bit relaxed. You're starting mm-hmm. to see. And during that time, that's when you really have to pay attention. When he's relaxed a little bit, but you started noticing certain things. But sometimes... You know, with me, I was just kind of caught up in, okay, you know, you look so beautiful. I just want to relax. But the ninth month, oh, he's super comfortable with you. Is just he or she? She's super comfortable with you. That's when it makes it prevalent. Like, that's when you're going to really start seeing stuff that's different. Like, this is not the guy I met about. Mm-hmm. And then once you hit that year mark, Oh, all bets are off. So, um, when I get with a guy, I always like to, you know, see how we mesh well together, like friends. We actually friends because I feel like in a relationship, if you don't have a friendship, you're not going to have a relationship. That's true. You know, you can't just, you know, springboard into a relationship and then it ends bad. So, if I'm really feeling the guy, he usually, um, we usually come to a mutual agreement. And as soon as we get together, that's when the clock starts ticking the three, six, nine clock. I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> all right. Yep, six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep, I'm going to give you six months. <laughs> like, six months, here we go. So, you know, that's when, as they say, the light bulb come on. Like, so, that's how I look down to that home relationship. And I encourage anybody, you know, that's actually going through a breakup, this is the best time to focus on. What do you want? Exactly. What do you want to achieve out of life? What is your self-worth? It's just, you know, changing your eating habits, um, changing, you know, certain lifestyle habits. Because I promise you, when you got your stuff together, it's going to be a guy out there that's going to be like, oh, okay, I, I see what she... And you're not going to attract just anybody. You're yeah. not. You're going to attract that certain guy that's got his stuff together, that wants to build an empire with you. So my my advice is, you know, you're going through a breakup, it's okay to cry. It's okay to, you know, burn anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and I, what's important, too, is who you talk to about your breakup. Like, who who's in your circle? I remember... Um, I have a friend until this day, you know, when I was going through it with, you know, my ex, she would always tell me, this is something that you just have to go through. You know, she gave, she gave that, 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 
space to, to let me vent, but also to come to my own feelings and decisions and to realize on my own that, okay, this isn't good for me. And when that day came, she was still there. I was like, you know, this is just something that you have to go through on your own. And there's always a lesson out of this. And so having people in your corner who are going to be there to support you. Yes, you'll have those, well, F him, and I know he was good, and don't go back to him. But you also need those people who you can lean on, who you can have a shoulder to cry on and be like, yo, thank you for going through these times with me, even though there were times where you wanted to probably really wring my neck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's so important who your girlfriends, your guy friends, your guy friends are too, and because they play a part in supporting you in that healing process as well. And just having a space to just talk. Like, I don't need any advice at, right now. I just need someone to listen to how I feel. Exactly. And that's how I feel too. It's like, you just want someone to like, can I just talk to you? Like, I don't, you don't have to give me advice. If I, if I'm looking for advice, I'll ask for advice. But sometimes you just want like that one person you can talk to. Like, I know for my aunt, like I can always go to her and talk to her about everything. Like, she's like the only person like I can open up to. Like, she knows everything about me. She'll let me know when I'm wrong. She'll let me know when I'm right. She'll let me, she'll let me know. And that was one of the things for me, like that was to, to, um, to when I was having like the hard time, like with my relationship when you start noticing like the people that you care about or starting to like okay like this is too much for me i can no longer handle this like it's just too much that's when you start realizing like okay this is like you, you got to make a decision you, you get to the point where you can't always put everything on them but like but sometimes you just want somebody you, you can talk to just just to help do you know everything and just like help you understand like what's going on because i think for me like it was I was just all over the place. I was like, yeah, I was all over the place. My mind was all over the place. I just was like so confused, like about like the thoughts I was having um, about myself, the feelings I was experiencing. It was like, where is this coming from? Like, why am I feeling this this way? I'm always like on the go. Like, I got this. Like, I need to be strong. But, mm -mm. and I think right now I'm just creating the space where it's like, it's okay to not be okay. Like, it's okay to just be vulnerable and just, like, I just, I mean, I have a safe space, and I'm going to, and I'm using it. Yeah. And ride the waves oh. and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, right. Tiffany, so for you, like, uh, for anyone that is, you know, through, like, quarantine, of course, there's a lot that's coming up for them, and a lot of people are stuck at home, you know, with families or with, like, their partners and they're just going through a hard time like what are some advice would you give them like in terms of like self-love of like breaking away from something that's not healthy for them all right tiffany it was a pleasure having you today and having like this conversation and um i hope that our listeners get a lot from the conversation and you know follow some of the steps that you mentioned and are able to connect with one of us so before we wrap up we want to do a wild card question so all you have to do is um pick a number from one to ten i'm gonna go with six six it says i am i am i am beautiful unapologetic mm. grateful amazing and innovative and a proud mother i, I love I it love that. <laughs> i love that should we do another one 
Okay. Um, pick another number. Me? Yes. Okay. 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 Um, let's go with four. Four. Ooh, who is your hero? Ooh, okay. <laughs> hero. Honestly, and I'm gonna try not to scare up. Honestly, my hero is my cousin slash mother, Cindy. That mm-hmm. is a hero. She. There are times where I've called her. And I would be crying. She encouraged me. And, like, I would not be talking to you guys if it wasn't for her. So, in my mind, she is my hero. Mm-hmm. Um, she did an amazing job. Yeah, she did. That, that question would have made me cry, too. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brio? Who's your hero? Who's my hero? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My mom. My mom is my hero because she has taught me how to be resilient. Mm. Because she's been through some things in Mm -hmm. her life, Mm -hmm. you know, again, like my father passed away a month ago Mm. and my sister passed away 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And my mom just has been through different things throughout her life and how she has weathered the storm and gone through it. She actually cried, but eventually she smiled, and her strength was just, just amazing. And people always say, Bria, like, I don't know how you do it, like, where you, how are you so strong? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, but I know that my, I've seen it from my mom. Mm. That's, that's, aw, mommy, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Am I seeing some tears coming out of you guys? Yes, I see, I'm like, oh. So touching. I know. I was like, hmm. Yeah, I, I promise you, it was. Mm-hmm. It did not mean for this to be a tear It wasn't. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine because I connected with you mm-hmm. because my my mother Cindy is just the same way, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. mom, I know you're gonna listen. I love you so so very much. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. All right. Well, for me, I have to say I have three. Um. I would say my grandmother, my mom, and my aunt. Uh, my grandmother and my mom, they passed away years ago. But the reason I picked my grandmother is because she raised me when I was, you know, a baby after my mom left after six months. And just seeing, like, you know, she's a hard worker. She went through a lot. She, we have about, um, I have about, like, 10, 11, 12 uncles and sisters. And so to see like how she carried the family and like kept them together. And that was a promise that I had made to her before she passed was like, I will try to keep the family together. And so like, I admire her and I admire her strength. I admire her hard work. My mom, on the other hand, is just, just for having me, just for going through the things that we went through. And then even though she's no longer here, that I'm able to reflect back to our relationship and now I'm like the lessons that she wanted to teach me that I wasn't paying attention to 
now I can I, I understand I understand them now I can make I can make sense of the lessons I can understand what she was trying to tell me what she was trying to tell me not to do that I was like so against so like I admire her to the way she loved our family the way she she's so humble she's always giving she always and she loved kids and I think that's where I get my passion from wanting to work for kids and so that's why I wanted to go back home um, last uh, in 2018 just to like connect with her and talk to her and for my aunt is just basically she's been my rock she's been my rock and I think that if it wasn't for her I wouldn't be able to get through half of the half of the things that I've been through I would not be able to get through them she's like been my ear she's cried with me she's cried for me we share laughter um, and she's like the person where I'm like, I don't care what's going on. I will get up right now and I will drive and go to her house. I don't care. And so when COVID happened and I couldn't go, like it really broke my heart. But like, yeah, she's, she's my rock and I love her. Yeah. All right, Tiffany, thank um, you so much for me, you know, talking to us today. Like this was amazing and I love a conversation and I hope that our listeners, um will love this and they will get something from it like thank you for taking the time to you know to do your first podcast congratulations <laughs> i'm so excited um it felt like it felt natural and also i just gained two new sisters yes you did yes you did but uh i i really enjoyed that i you know plan on coming back you know if you guys will have me sure. for your listeners, definitely visit the blog. It's called www.thebookoftiffany.blog. And that's, that's it. But thank you guys so much for, you know, giving me the opportunity to speak. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what is going to grow us um, for the rest of our lives. we got to give people the opportunity to tell their story and collaborate. So I have two new sisters now. Yes. You... <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you have another blog coming out on May 20th. Yeah, it's going to be another segment. Of another segment. Blog. Okay. Yes, and we'll put your information um, down on like the description box. So for anyone that is interested in like checking out her blog, we'll have the information in the description box. Thank you. Thank you so guys so much and always peace and blessings. Love you. Love you too.